0: Ghost in the Night with Phil Samms. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to check out this podcast. I know everybody's busy with their own lives so i appreciate it when anybody checks out this podcast whether it be on iTunes stitcher spotify iHeartRadio YouTube and also on the live stream at Facebook on my page there uh we uh we do do these live streams on we've been doing it on on Sunday and this is for the upcoming week and that is what i think i'm going to stick with because Sunday at 8 o'clock tends to be a good time for me and tends to be a good time for everybody else so today's live stream slash podcast is going to be all about ufos uh the disclosure that is going on and we're also going to talk a little bit about bob lazar and i'm gonna ask the question is bob lazar telling the truth so that is what we are talking about and i hope you enjoy it uh if you are on the live stream be sure to uh Leave a comment, say hi. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So, there's no doubt that there's a lot of stuff going on in the UFO realm here since 2017. We've had a lot of sightings, we've had a lot of disclosure, more disclosure now than what has ever been put out there before. I mean, we are actually getting the Navy confirming there are things in the sky floating around that we don't understand that we don't know what's going on the Pentagon has been investigating it for years and they are still continuing to investigate it and they are admitting to it so what is going on there are those that truly believe that maybe this is all just a setup trying to distract us we have What's the current events? Everything going on that's distracting us. This is just the next evolution of things to put us back on our heels. To not to get too conspiratorial, but to really cause us to question ourselves, question our reality. And there are some that believe that the governments of the world will fake essentially a alien invasion or an alien. Showing an alien coming to aliens coming to this planet, they will fake it to gain more control of it, of us. I'm not a big believer of that. I personally believe that there are there is something to the alien or extraterrestrial realm, whether it be these things are coming from outer space. There is something to this UFO. Now, I'm not saying they're all aliens. I'm not saying. I don't know what they are. They are unidentified, unidentified, and that is classic. That word means you can't explain it any better, unidentified. We don't know what they are. Now, it doesn't mean it's alien. It could very well be experimental craft. That is very possible, and I'm not one of the people that are going to say, oh, it's definitely an alien or definitely an alien spaceship coming from another dimension or coming from outer space. I, I don't know what it is. It's something we don't know, but it's happening very frequently. Um, Pilots are having, just not naval pilots, commercial airline pilots are having sightings of strange things, following them around. I've heard stories of, you know, coming up from underneath them or seeing them in like Las Vegas or just traveling from Memphis to California they are seeing things in the sky that is they can't explain and these are tra- these are professional people these are people that know what they're talking about especially when you talk about these naval aviators these people are the best of the best they don't get rattled they are trained to observe things they have to or they die let's be honest when they are moving that fast they have to know what's going on around them and that is something that you have to take that into account when they see something they can't explain you have to take that and say oh my god that is something special it's just not some average joe in a cornfield looking up seeing something they don't they don't know what it is you have to really really take them at their word it doesn't mean it's extraterrestrial there's. It's very possible that these are experimental crafts, and I'm kind of going to get into that because recently, you know, we've all heard of Commander Dave Fravor from the Tic Tac incident back in two thousand and four off of the San Diego coast with the Nimitz carrier group. He has been in the news, you know, for two years essentially. You know, he's kind of been qu- kind of quiet here recently, but that he he made an appearance on. The Lex Friedman Show, which if you don't know who that is, he's a scientist. And I really appreciated his take. If if you haven't seen that podcast, listened to that podcast or seen the YouTube video, be sure to check that out, his interview with David Fravor, because that is two people that are very rational, you know, are, that are experts in their field coming together, finding some common ground and talking about something that, you know, most often academia will not talk about this. They, Most scientists, I should say, or people that are based in science, do not want to sit down with these kind of people, unless they're looking to debunk them or trying to discredit them. That is always, always, that always seems to happen. But Lex came into this very open-minded. You know, he does come at things from a scientific background or scientific base but he's open-minded to what commander fravor had to say his experiences and he did quiz him he did kind of uh you know push ask relevant questions and the whole podcast is like three and a half hours long or something like that so it's a little bit to get it takes a little bit of effort to get through because naturally with their backgrounds they do go more into the uh aeronautical side of it, you know, how the planes work, you know, it can be kind of technical, can be kind of boring. So I, you know, it's kind of hard to get through it sometime before they get to the tic-tac incident. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the gimbal footage and the go-fast footage, that's not the tic-tac. That's not the same event. That is the, those two, those particular two incidents was off the Atlantic, on the Atlantic side off the East Coast to where the tic-tac was off the Pacific side. Right off, uh, about 60 miles or so off the coast of San Diego. So there are two. There are two separate events, and the footage from the Tic Tac incident is not Commander Fravers. They just saw it. They did not catch it on video when they landed. They people knew, kind of were listening and knew kind of what was going on. That they were, they got called off a training mission to actually go try to find this. What was being, what was showing up on the radar, so that when they when they landed, so people were listening. They landed, and the next group that was going out, they knew about it. They told them we're gonna we're gonna try to video of this thing, and that's what they did. So the video video footage that's associated with the Tic Tac incident is from the people who went up afterwards. I don't know how long after. I, it almost makes it sound like it was immediately after the. They landed, they went out, just had time to cross paths and do it. So those are two things that need to be cleared up. And he cleared that up in that interview. But I appreciate Lex's approach because most scientific people don't, wouldn't be that, I don't, I hate to use the word go easy on him. But, you know, they, they, he was open-minded and you don't get a lot of open-minded, open-minded scientific people, basically. It's their way or the highway and they don't have room for what if or what is going, you know, what causes this kind of stuff. Could it be supernatural? They don't get too much into it. <clears throat> so I was fascinated with that. And when Commander Fravor came out back in the, I believe it was a New York Times article in 2007, or not 2007, what am not talking about, 2017, you know that was big deal and when the navy actually acknowledged the situation last year that they truly don't know what this is that is very concerning now some skeptics will say well human technology that's experimental technology that's very possible i'm not even ruling that out that is very possible now it does defy what we know as common practices when it comes to aircraft. And the main issue with the idea that was human technology, it definitely probably was not our technology. It is well, it's been stated many times that the government's technology is always 10 years, 10 plus years ahead of what we see in the private sector so they probably do have made some advances in aeronautics that we're not aware of so that is very possible but when i the reason i say it's not was not our technology that they captured or they chased because if they are going to if we had something that uh, some kind of aircraft that defied what we know of today they're not going to test it in front of those types a, a naval naval ships and naval party that was training. They're not going to do that. They're going to go somewhere else where it's not going to be seen, where they can test it a little bit better. Because when these are people with their lives in the line, especially when they're flying, even in training accidents, people die during training accidents. And when you're If we did have something that could do, had the capabilities of the TIC-TAC, we are going to let somebody know that's on that carrier group, let them know what's going on. Hey, we're going to have this kind of thing in the situation, in the general area, even if it is top secret, because it would be stupid. You could, mid-air collisions, things happen. So I seriously, I'm not going to say never, but I seriously doubt that this was our technology now? It could have been Russian. Could have been, been been the Chinese. Very possible. But my issue with that could be something along the lines of: if they had this kind of technology, they would not. They would be using it a lot more. They would be wreaking havoc on us with this kind of technology. So I don't know. I don't know what this was. I don't know if it was. Et coming back, I don't know, it's just fascinating, but it's unidentified, we don't know what it is. So, when he interviewed him, he asked him a lot of pertinent questions, you know, and he came at it about, you know, he backed it up with what he knew and he quizzed him on a lot of things could it be this? And they talked about Mick West, how you know he's a professional debunker which and my problem with Nick West is you know when you there's two types of people there's believers true believers and then there's skeptics or I hate to use the word skeptics cuz you can be skeptical and not be a dickhead but when you are when you are a professional debunker you are not trying to find the truth you're trying to prove something false and that means you're coming into it with a bias and that is not good. When if just like in paranormal investigating, if you come into an investigation or you're having experiences, you are coming into it with a with a bias that could be validated or your brain could tell you something that it's not really there or it could play tricks on you. The same thing when you're trying to debunk something or trying to prove a UFO is not not a UFO. It's Something something else. Just like the GoFast and the Gimbal events, Mick West has tried to say a balloon or a bird on the for the GoFast. And anybody that knows anything about a little bit about that technology knows that whatever that was that was flying, you know, very rapidly, and it's hard to tell, I know it's hard to tell how fast it was actually going. But it could not have been a bird because, and I knew this, I realized this before somebody even said it on a podcast or whatever, the color scheme of that camera, it's reading infrared. So whatever that was, was white and, or at least colder than the water. And no bird is going, if a bird was colder, that much colder than the water is not flying. So, But that's not what Mick West and some of these professional skeptics or debunkers do. They are trying to prove they will throw out crazy stuff just to make sure, you know, anything like the gimbal, which kind of rotates, said it was a balloon. So you're telling me these naval aviators that caught this on camera couldn't tell that was a balloon. You think they would be making that much of a... Big deal about that if it was a balloon. That's insulting to them. And I don't... Just throwing shit up on the wall does not make you a genius. That's lazy. That's half-assed. If you don't believe it, fine. But do a better job of trying to prove your hypothesis than just throwing that random shit out. Because if you throw that random stuff out like what he did and what a lot of these professional debunkers do... You look stupid and you lose credibility. And I'm not saying either one of those are extraterrestrial. What the hell was that? Extraterrestrial. I'm just saying that it is very possible that these are things we don't understand. There is something happening over our skies and skies all across the world. Excuse me. So I don't know what to make of these things. And it is very fascinating to me that people, more people don't see these things. I know a, here recently there was something pop up that kind of looked like people said it was a UFO. I forget where it was. But it was basically, a, it was a blimp. Let's be honest. It was just a blimp and misidentified. and People made a big big deal about it. But... That's going to happen. And just like all these Starlink satellites that are going up, you know, those people have been seeing some stuff and they was like, okay, this is weird. You photo them, but once, you know, they do some research or somebody points out that, you know, Musk has thrown a lot of satellites up there. Those are things we don't know as common citizens or common people who don't, aren't experts in the field. yes. They saw something they didn't understand. They questioned it. It was proven to be the satellites. Job well done. That's what it's all about. Just like in paranormal investigating, you know, if you're hearing some knocking, hearing some weird noises, they're weird. It could be paranormal, but you have to do your due diligence and figure out what is going on and why these things are happening the way they're happening. I mean, and sometimes more often than not, then it's going to be something rational or there's going to be a normal explanation for all of it and that goes for paranormal that goes goes for ghost hunting and that goes for ufos as well there's i believe 100 percent we the government has crafts that we don't know about and they're testing them and they probably seem alien to us But that doesn't mean every sighting that's ever happened in the last, especially two years, is them testing something. No, a high percentage of those are them testing something, especially when you get out into the Las Vegas area, out towards the west, or up here by right pat. Odds are it is military craft, secret military craft being tested. So what's going on? Why do people? I just wish that these skeptical people, it's okay to be skeptical, but don't be cynical. Don't make fun of somebody that is says something is a UFO or see something they don't understand and say, oh, it's just this. Don't make fun of them. Don't degrade them for that. They don't understand. They're asking a question. And if we don't know something, we should ask the question find out what it was or what it is that is the that's rational that's common that's good practice just like i can, i'll go back to the paranormal if i don't understand something or i don't know what causes or especially like in pictures when you see some pictures you pareidolia, pareidolia is real you know you're brain, once you connect some dots, wants you see patterns in things. So a lot of pictures can truly play tricks on you, just like, you know, you might see a figure or a, or a uh, face in a window or something. You have to do your due diligence and really try to find out whether that was something paranormal, or was it just streaks or whatever, making... You connect some dots and see a pattern that wasn't really there. You know, and it takes work. It takes effort. Now, it's it's easy to say, oh, that's paranormal. That was a ghost. Or what I saw was a UFO. That's easy. The hard part is researching it, trying to, in terms of paranormal investigating, trying to recreate, or and when it comes to UFOs, go back out. Go back out, same time, next night. See if you see it again. That takes effort. And let's face it, most people don't want to put in the effort to do things like that. And I don't know. I mean, how can, if we don't put in the effort, you kind of lose a little bit of credibility. Just like how I said debunkers, these professional debunkers, just throw out anything and say, well, that's what it was. Possibly, in some cases, not in the balloon incident, because a balloon would not be traveling against the be able to st- stay in one location against wind i believe they i might be wrong don't quote me on this i think the wind was 70 knots at that time at that altitude so a balloon is not going to be stationary in 70 knot what wind it's going to be moving 70 knots how can a balloon stay stationary that long for and rotate for the time So just don't throw that crap out. You know, think about it. Use some common sense. I'm not saying it's extraterrestrial. I'm just saying your explanation of it is stupid. You know, that's not the case. Do better. We all have to do better, whether we be paranormal investigators or UFO researchers. We have to be better. And before you throw out those claims that, it is paranormal or it is a UFO. You have to do the research. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just like a piece of evidence that I get on an investigation. I'm not immediately, as soon as I get back, hopping on YouTube or firing up the audio and doing, saying, hey, this is what I caught a ghost. No, I'm going to analyze it, research it. And if it's a local location, I'm going to go back and try to capture it again, and see if I can do more research, maybe find a rational explanation for it, before I come out to and say, this is something I don't understand. Same thing with UFO research. You have to try to debunk things first. Okay. Soapbox. I'm getting off my soapbox now. Um, I want to talk about Bob Lazar. I uh, know, I'm... <laughs> gotta love Bob Bazaar. he's a fascinating case I remember I was I think I was pretty young maybe I was in high school maybe a sophomore when he came out with his story about Area 51 and S4 you know it was a that was big news and the story has just taken on a life of its own and he has popped up here again recently with his appearance on J- the Jerry Rogan podcast and if you haven't seen it, be sure to go check out that podcast and form your own opinion. I want to talk about, is Bob Lazar lying? That's that's the question I'm asking. And what prompted me to talk about this is, I recently went down a YouTube rabbit hole and you know, started watching video after video after video. And I came across one from the behavior panel. Which, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with these guys, there's four behavior or body language experts that analyze or look at you know clips and footage of people telling their story. And these people are experts, like I said, in behavior or body language, and basically they're human lie detectors. And this is a fascinating science that I really am interested in. I'm not, I don't know. If I'm a hundred percent believer in all of it, and I'll kind of talk about that a little bit in the in a few minutes, but I came across this uh, channel, and it naturally said Bob Lazar. I believe what was the name of the episode? Just said Bob Lazar body language. So head on over to uh, after this podcast and this live feed live stream is over. The behavior panel on. YouTube and check out the Bob Lazar body language because they're come up they analyze the Joe Rogan well just not the Joe Rogan interview they look at clips from the past and kind of tie it in which is really fascinating that they did notice how things have changed because it's Bob's story has been pretty much consistent the whole the whole time for 30 some odd years whatever what 89 so 31 years Something like that, yeah. Never do math on a podcast. Not a good idea. Or on a live stream, really bad idea. But, you know, his story has stayed pretty consistent. And there have been people trying to poke holes in this, in his story for forever. And, you know, for the most part, you know, he has held up a little bit. You know, I know they have researched his education. You know, he did work at where he he did work at where he said he worked at. Education wise, they were extra classes. It sounds like so there wasn't a lot of um, documentation. I should say, or people couldn't. That's one reason why they didn't find a lot of documentation. Even though people have come forward that said, yeah, he was there. You know, classmates or people was in the same class. So. It's very fascinating. People have been trying to poke holes in his story, like I said from the beginning. But these body language or behavior, the behavior panel, the the, you know basically the whole. If you ever saw the series Lie to Me, they look at people and can tell them if they're lying. But it's really more about deception. You know, they're looking to see for markers of deception. And are you being? Are you trying to deceive? That is the base in a rough simple explanation layman's explanation it goes much deeper it goes much it's super super complex and you know i'm not going to insult anybody saying that i know what the hell they're talking about i mean i find it fascinating but they are trying to find deception and so they watch these clips and they did make a note of when you know they broke the clip. You know, each they did clips. You know, they broke down section and they would give their opinion on what they saw. You know, was he being deceptive? Where was his eye movement? Where was he recalling things? And one of the experts, and most of these experts are, have are interrogators. They're scientists, um, but they all work. You know, with corporations now. You know, they are experts in the field. They spend a lifetime trying to. Analyze this stuff and learn this stuff, and so you have to give them that. But I think there are some, I don't know if I'm not going to sit here and say it's 100% foolproof. I imagine some of it is, and maybe I'll do a little bit more research. But getting back to Bob Lazar, you know, they would analyze each individual clips and give their opinion. Now, the one consensus that they came to on a lot of this stuff is that his story, they talk about him being a brilliant storyteller and, and they do make note of from the time he was on Rogan and then the other earlier, you know, the first group of interviews that he did, he's gotten better at telling stories and the details don't change too god awful much. You know, as you tell a story three, four, five, ten, fifteen, a hundred times, you're going to add a little things. The story's not going to be completely the same. You know, you are going to. If it seems to be like, uh, if you do, if you're being interrogated. They might ask you to tell the story over, over, and over and over and over again. And if it's always the same, I mean, this is just me. You know, from what I've gathered, I'm not an expert. If the story remains completely and totally the same, you're reciting that. Now, they do talk about eye movement and, you know, which part of the brain you're accessing when he's speaking or when you speak it. That can kind of give you some clues on what, you know, is going on in your head and which can tell, talk about talk to the fact of whether you're trying to be deceitful or whatever. So they... They did, like I said, n- say that he was a masterful storyteller, which I will one hundred percent agree with. And I should say this: listening to Joe Rogan since that interview, you know, he won't say wh- whether or not he one hundred truly percent, one hundred truly, one hundred percent truly believes that Bob Lazar's story is one hundred percent factual. But he says it's interesting. And he is a super, super smart guy. And there are some parts of it that make you question. And listening to these guys, I was fully, when I watched this video, I figured they were going to rip Lazar apart. I was kind of shocked that they really didn't. And uh, it was, you know, these guys, they, they started, started off by saying, you know, they want to believe. So they are coming in with a little bit of a bias, too, which is human nature. We all come into this kind of situation with our own personal biases, and, you know, you can't fault them for that. And They they seem to be very good with separating that bias, which they're trained professionals as they should. But, you know, the first clip they talked about, they said, eh, you know, the panel was a little mixed. They did pick up a few... Um, markers the saying that, you know, he, the story was a little weird, you know, and he was diverting. He didn't really truly answer a lot of the questions. He circled around and was, you know, throwing up information to kind of, you know, baffle the mind. So, but they couldn't strike down all of it. So, you know, that was kind of a, the kind of the theme of the whole each clip they did. There were parts of it that, you know, He was being possibly being deceitful, and I don't know how accurate this stuff is. I think there are a vast majority of there's so many factors that go into this. I know the eye movement thing, in which you know certain micro expressions, and these I don't believe any of these guys are experts in micro expressions, but you know the interrogators of the group, you know they're good about you know eye movement and you know, which part of the brain you're accessing. That you know, I don't know. I guess you can't not do that. But, you know, to me just looking listen I saw the uh video of the uh podcast that Lazar did with Joe Rogan. You know, I found him fairly credible. I didn't get a sense of that he was just telling a tall tale. You know, I'm not saying I believe him 100%, but I, you know, I didn't, that didn't come across to me on the video. And I will say this, I would think it's much harder to deceive somebody in person, you know, video with angles, you know, can you really tell if you're basing a lot of your stuff on eye movement, depending on the angle of the video, can you really truly be- notice or understand which, or see which way that eye is moving? in the complete direction if you so if you're gonna put your whole basis on that i think in person face to face you know would be perfect i mean but with, with camera angles i think it'd be a little bit more difficult now with body language you know that's a different story a little bit so the eye movement thing in a video i think would be a little a little harder to do and with 100 percent accuracy but these guys are professionals and I don't know, and I would think Joe Rogan would have a pretty good concept of whether this guy was bullshitting us or not. And he he did not come across, or I don't believe I've seen anything where he said this guy's full of crap. No, I you know he said he seemed very credi- credible. He's much more intelligent than what you know some people made him out to be. I mean, he put a jet engine in frickin a freaking what was a Honda or whatever. You got to be pretty smart to do that. I mean, he is a little quirky. And that is one of the, uh, that's kind of interesting. One of the uh, panelists did mention there's a fact there. It could be that maybe Bob Lazar, because he does have a lot of tics and, you know, facial expression, you know, kind of stuff going on that could throw some of these guys off. He did say maybe he's on the spectrum. And that could be part of the reason why. He's forming some of a uh, mask to deal with some of this stuff in, you know, these interviews. So I don't know, but I think there's no doubt something happened. I do believe Lazar worked at Area Fifty One and S Four. So did the government try to scrub him? And if the government has put that much effort into trying to defame him or wipe him off from all these records, that should say something to you, that there might be something to the story. Now, did he actually see alien aircraft? Did he actually work on some propulsion, propulsion system? Don't know. Very possible. I mean, there's talk about Element 115, and I'm not going to get into that, really. I know it's been proven to exist for milliseconds or whatever. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not way too technical for me. But there is something to, if the government is going to that much trouble to debunk you and to, I've even heard, I don't know if this is true or not, They, he doesn't have a social security number anymore. They took away, they scrubbed his social security number. If that's true, why in the world were would they do this? You know, that's something to think about. And, well, I got off topic there. I'll come back to that a little bit because I want to finish up on that. But the, basically, the behavior panel, their overall conclusion of the Bob Lazar interview with Joe Rogan and some of the past interview, interview just to kind of summarize, they do not think, Like the, all four of them said he did not work on in their professional opinion, he did not work on alien technology. But they did make a point and say not everything he said was a lie. So it was kind of, I was really expecting to, I was shocked that they didn't completely tear him up. But it was kind of fascinating that, you know, he they did say, you know, he did show some a lot of truthful markers. And a lot of, you know, possible deceit markers. And his story is so well rehearsed by now. He doesn't have to try to recall it. He just knows it. But my one issue that I want. When you do something. When you're reading somebody like what, that way. If they truly believe what they Saw or what they did, if they truly believe the story they're telling i'm you know I think all the body language markers would be there to for truth because they truly believe it, so i don't it's like a lie detector test i'm not one hundred percent sure this is the end all be all in i'm sure there are people out there that don't There has to be a percentage of people that do not, that can control some things. And, you know, for lack of, compared to like a poker player that bluffs, you know, they can have amazing control of their body and project truth when it's not really truthful. But if you tell a story, maybe in Bob Bob Lazar's case, they, he has told the story so much, he truly believes the story. And I'm not here to say whether he's lying or not lying. I think the story's much better if he's telling the truth. Let's be completely honest. It's a much more fascinating story that we are not alone, and there there is something to the UFO phenomenon, which too many people have seen something. There's too much denial. When when the government goes to that kind of trouble to just like what I said about Bob Bazaar to pushed an agenda to debunk project um, blue book was basically just to debunk these things to reroute the story somewhere else that was the whole purpose it. It wasn't to prove anything it was to debunk these things or give a reason for these things to fit the government's agenda why would the government be going to so in the past go to so much trouble to debunk these things Or to disprove these things or make make people out to be crazy for believing or pushing this agenda. If there wasn't some truth to it. And my personal opinion is there's some truth to it, but the government doesn't know either. And they don't want to appear to be stupid or appear to not be in control. They don't know what's coming into our airspace. They don't know what the TIC-TAC was. I do not believe Eisenhower met with, had an alien meeting and worked out some treaty. I don't buy that for one minute. I mean, if you have proof of it, send it to me. We'll see. But this, there is something to it because I don't think the the government's pushing too, in the past, was pushing too hard against. And now technology has kind of caught up to them and they can't deny anymore. Because the technology that we have is too good. And their past methods to just make people seem crazy aren't going to work anymore. The internet has pretty much ruined that for everybody. So they have made the turn to where they're going to start, you know, maybe disclosing some stuff. But I don't think there's much to disclose because I don't think they freaking know. They don't know what's going on. Like I said, they didn't have a meeting. There's not, you know, an alien base on the moon. Probably not. You know, that's another topic we can get into. And I'm kind of reading a book on that kind of stuff right now, which I might do an episode on in the future in a future episode. So I don't know. Where The more the government protests and how the government handled it makes me believe there's something to it. Now, are these, I kind of get back to what I talked about in the beginning of the podcast. Are these from outer space or are these dimensional creatures or dimensional entities? That's the question. I know here in what's made headlines that they've found some kind of gas on Venus to say that there could be life in the atmosphere on Venus. All right. And if there has, if the universe is how science says it is, and, you know, not, whoa, what the what was that? Oh, mm, knocks up my, wasn't a ghost. Damn it. But if the, uh, what was, I lost my train of thought. Hmm. Oh well. It doesn't matter. What was I talking about? Oh, if the uh universe works the way science tells us it works, you know, maybe they're coming from outer space. Then you have the you know, the whole flat earth conspiracies, the simulation simulation conspiracy or The firmament, you know, nothing's getting in. Could it be dimensional? Could all paranormal and alien life be dimensional? I mean, that would account for answer some of the questions. You know, I'm not here to say. I personally don't think that I buy science when it comes to the universe. So it's very possible that something could be coming in from have found a way to exploit physics as we know it and come visit us. I don't know. But I think most of these encounters, these visitations, and even the paranormal, the spirit world encounter, is dimensional. And I've said it in the past episode, the past last episode, when it comes to the paranormal and the spirit world, I think it's all around us. I think there are times we can see in or hear the other world. we're tuned in to that frequency. I believe it's possible for there to be entities that can transverse come into our dimension. Very possible that probably is what these uFOs are. If I had to take a guess i not i don't know. So be sure to let me know what you think. That is going to wrap up this episode. I know this isn't a typical episode that most people get from Ghost of the Night. But the paranormal is so much more than just ghosts and spirits and demons. The paranormal is everything we don't understand. And UFOs we don't understand. The government doesn't freaking understand them. So... I'm going to talk about them a little bit more, not more, but I'm going to talk with them, talk about them on a you know, every now and then, just like I'm going to talk about Bigfoot and cryptids. Cuz I believe they're all related. We don't just not the fact that we don't understand what's going on. I believe there is something to all of it. Now I'm not saying Bigfoot is a dimensional demon. No, I'm just saying I think there is something to they all have a common denominator and I believe it's dimensions. So, I'm going to leave it at that. I did not have a chance to talk to uh, Frankie from the Cincinnati Ghost Chasers, I know last week, said we we possibly could have caught some decent, not decent, really good evidence at the schoolhouse. Um, I talked to him, he's still trying to Find out, you know, back it up, essentially, and do some historical research to kind of see if some of the stuff, the audio stuff we caught is provable. He said maybe in another week or so. So maybe next Sunday we will do that episode, kind of an evidence review. I'm going to go through my recordings. I haven't had time yet to go through them all. I'm going to go through my recordings maybe tonight. And I might do a bonus episode of that coming up. If you noticed, I did do a bonus episode from a Gettysburg video I saw. Be sure to check that out on YouTube. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would greatly help me out. Trying to get those subscriber numbers up. And be sure to go to however you take in the podcast. Don't forget, I record these on Sunday nights now at ten o'clock. That's gonna be a a normal thing and I get I will release it on Thursdays, maybe Wednesdays. Who knows how I'll do that. Wednesday or Thursday, best case scenario. And but you can join in, comment if you like that you're more than welcome. But I'm gonna keep it at Sundays at eight o'clock start time. We go to nine if there's a lot of people asking questions, I'll stay on longer. But maybe I'm going to keep the uh recording of the episode a little bit. Keep it under an hour. We'll go from there. What else? I'm trying to think. But however you're taking the podcast, be sure to subscribe to it, follow it, give it a thumbs up, whatever the your provider or your platform lets you do. Be sure to share this with your friends. Share it with somebody who has an interest in the paranormal. Just not ghosts. If they have an interest in the spirit world, if they have an interest in cryptids, if they have an interest in the UFO world as well. Be sure to share it with them. Leave me a comment. Go to com. I do a lot of... Uh, you can catch all the uh, podcast past episodes there. Or you can catch some of the videos. Like I said, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would help me out, like I said earlier. What else? We do have a Patreon page. If you want to become a patron of the Patreon page, head on over to patreon.com slash GitM Podcast. We do do some investigation videos that you have to be a patron to see. Keep those behind that. Two bucks will get you the door get you those episodes i have a conspiracy madness podcast or episodes i do just put up another one that i lost and i found it and the video is corrupted it's a whole big ordeal but i'm doing that two times a month at least from now on not at the studios built so we are going to end it there thank you for checking it out be sure to head on over to youtube and check out both those uh, videos, channels, the behavior panel and the Lex Friedman, those, that interview with Commander Dave Fravor. Let me know what you think. Send me an email at podcast at com. Let me know what you thought about both of them. Or you can send me a direct message on Twitter at night underscore ghost. And Facebook, it's Ghost of the Night. That is where I do the live feed from from the Facebook page so if you want to join in head on over to Ghost of the Night on Facebook, like that page follow us and you can partake in the live stream I think that's it so we will talk at you later hope everybody has a great week we'll see you next week take care everybody